0: happy saturday bowl day i suppose is the best way of putting it out there draft crafters is dan it's jp there's like seven games today and this is where i pull away from you in our little contest sir
1: dude i forgot to go even update my picks for my placeholders on there so whatever the <laughs> games were but i yeah don't know if i got any right
0: or wrong you may want to do that. Well again, like I said, we're thankfully enough it's Saturday morning, so there's still plenty of time for you to go in and check on those games to see if uh, maybe you can probably play a little bit of catch up right now. I'm kidding. I'm actually not sure uh, who is in front right now. All I know is that I'm seven and four because uh, my my hot take on uh, Georgia Tech losing to UCF did not did not happen. Whoops. And that's the yeah, crazy part of it. I season. honestly have no idea. I'm trying to pull it up as we speak. <laughs> Well, bowl season right now, as we've talked about, is is just bonkers. It's way crazier than it used to be. It used to be, you catch a team coming off of a, a tough season, or they maybe got hot late or whatever. But now it's like, who's even playing? Is, are people injured? Are people in the transfer portal? Are they moving wherever? And like just all kinds of craziness. And so it's you got to check daily, hour Makes it by it a hour, lot almost less just in these me. It is. I mean, it's I honestly haven't paid a lot of attention to some of the bowl games so far because it's I don't even know who's playing in them. So it definitely pulls a little bit of that uh, that intrigue away. But we're not even talking about college football today. We've got all next week to preview some stuff there. I mean, we'll probably take a minute to talk about uh, the playoff games in and around everything else we're doing to talk about. What's going on in the NFL draft, but today is our NFL show for the week, if you will. And it's a time for us. And again, we have games on Saturday now, thanks to uh, everything that's going on with college football being done with its regular season. So there are football games today of an NFL like nature and there are players to talk about because we are doing kind of like a little checkup, if you will, on where the young players are at for each team in the NFL. And so we start off like we usually do with the AFC North and uh, why not your bungles? that's kind of what they've been doing this year.
1: Whoa, come on now. Actually, they no, they've been really... on a little bit of a tear lately. Yeah, I mean, Jake's been in there making things happen, too, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, just without your boy Chase. I don't know how that's working out for you for your fantasy league. Poorly. Not not great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyhow, yeah, dude, I, I'm only going to pick one player to talk about from these these young guys that are, sure. that are playing. But, it, you know, I think when we've done this before, I've talked about Jordan Battle. But just general question here. I mean, if you look at him, like the first 3 games of the year, I know he struggled a bit, but he's had some really good games and then the rest have mm-hmm. been above average from that point on. I'm just kind of wondering if you go I mean, this is a guy that we were we had ranked higher than what he went and drafted, okay? Cuz he went in the 3rd sure. round, I believe. We we definitely had him as a like I he was one of my second round like targets. I actually liked the guy quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But um He's he's on a bit of a tear now, but my question for you, sir, is if you redid the the first round,
0: does he go mm-hmm. in there now? Does Jordan Battle make it into the first round if you? The redraft? way he's been playing, the way he's been playing this year, he is right there. If he's not a first rounder, he is one of the first guys off the board in the second because he has been playing very well lately. Yeah, I mean,
1: if you. He's only got 36 tackles. Again, he's a DB. I mean, he's right. a bit more of a safety. I mean, that's where they've been playing. Even then, I think they move him around a little bit. It's kind of how he was in sure. college, too. But I, I lean safety with him, but I don't know. He's got like 36 to solo tackles, I believe, somewhere around 50 on the season. But mm-hmm. he's had hes had a 10-tackle game. The last game he played, mm-hmm. he had six tackles this past week. I mean, he, he, things are clicking with him. Right, right.
0: When I mean, he's played, like when you talk about snaps, he's played a third of the snaps, almost of uh, like like 35% of the snaps that Dax Hill has. So for the numbers mm-hmm. he's got in not a full-time role, it's a really solid start for him.
1: Yeah, and Dax Hill's a young player, too. I mean, while we're honest, I was only talking about one. But, man, you talk about <laughs> the bang, the Bungles, as you say, doing a great job in the back end of that defense. Those are two young High potential safeties that they have. So between Jordan Battle and Dax Hill, which there's a bit of irony there considering they're Michigan and Bama. Right. Now I'm mad at Jordan Battle. Let's only talk about Dax Hill. Ha. Considering it's gonna about be a, to happen.
0: going to be a little bet there probably. Yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah, long story short, I, that was a fantastic pick for, like, around 100 players into the draft. Right, fantastic. exactly.
0: And that's what you hope to pick up uh, when you're trying to build a team. Cleveland Browns have – well, they've just not been able to build a team in certain positions, man. I'm looking through, again, these players last few weeks. Again, this is very small sample size. I'm literally just looking at it since the last time we talked about it. But uh, there, I can tell you this much. Edge rusher is still a concern for them because the only guy that's uh, even on the list of players who've played any meaningful snaps so far, Alex Wright, is just not having a great stretch for him uh, right there. I mean, J.O.K. has been playing solid, but the last few weeks haven't been great for him. I mean, it's like all the way across the board. Uh, I mean, you've got a guy like Martin Emerson that's, that's looking like he's turning it around for them and having a, a solid season, so points to him there. And then he gets safety. Ronnie Hickman and D'Anthony Bell are both playing well, and again, in, in some of these guys in somewhat limited snaps so far. Uh, but the one thing that stood out to me for the last few weeks and, and a bright spot for them offensively is Jerome Ford continues to be good. He's not transcendent. He's not amazing, but he's been good in the passing game. He's been serviceable enough in the rushing game. So for a Cleveland team that either is going to get Nick Chubb back or look to grab another running back, Ford seems like he's one of the guys that they can at least not lean on, at least certainly look forward to, you know, as the season continues, which is good because when you look at the rest of the team, dude, Dewan Jones is doing all right, which is nice to see. But otherwise, it's um it's not the youth that's carrying Cleveland as they're at nine and five right now. So uh, it'd be interesting to see how some of these guys wrap up their seasons. But it's uh, there's some dudes who have some stuff to prove over the last next couple weeks.
1: Well, for Pittsburgh here, Dan, uh, I'm going to talk about our guy Brojo. This is uh-huh. not the same storyline as Jordan Battle. Okay. Oh. He he's literally only had one good game the entire year. One borderline good game, and I'm not—I won't even lie, because it's hard to look at stats for a lineman. The eye test tells <laughs> me he's going through growing pains. So sure. I went to PFF to see. Seems how we it's scary, scary have been aligned on a lot yeah. of things lately. But yeah, the, it, I'm looking at it, and the last game that was the one that I watched the most of, and go figured, it is absolutely by far the worst grade they have given him. His worst grade prior prior to this last one, if I could talk today, was fifty five point right. three. I watched the last game full on and I was and I'm used to watching the Lions, you know what I mean? So I'm watching right. my guy Pen A Sewell like just crush it, which I think I just saw something on Bleacher Report where Penn A, maybe that'll be my Lions take, but he's the <laughs> only tackle in the league that has above an eighty grade on both passing and run blocking. And his run blocking is like 94, but the passing is like 81 or something. But um, long story short, so I'm used to watching Penn A. It's like, wow, Brojo's struggling. Well, i just looking at it now for the first time. I did not look at it prior to the show. He has a 38.7 mm-hmm. in this last game that he played in, which is the one that I watched in week 15. Not good here. sir. Nope. Nope. Against the Colts. A 38.7, I'm telling you, like, his highest grade was a 74. The next best was a 68. He He's he's struggling, man, so sure. I don't know. You're never going to give up on it. Hopefully he has, like, an Andrew Thomas-like turnaround like they did with the Giants, which the Giants are probably also hoping mm-hmm. for Evan Neal. But um, for a team that desperately needed O-linemen, this was not what you wanted to get with the 14th overall pick. And maybe, just maybe, I guess my question for you is do you think he's – He's obviously struggling, going through the rookie growing pains. But do you think he's as bad as all he's been playing, or is it just the fact that you know the people playing
0: next to him on the rest of the line are still bad too? Yeah, I think it's it's a collective bad when it comes to that offensive line right now. So I don't know if that's something else. I mean, obviously they got rid of their offensive coordinator, so Tomlin's going to have choices to make there. Tomlin's not going anywhere. I realize they may be staring down the first losing season in his career, but he's not going anywhere. Uh, it's it looks like to me at least at this point, don't freak out, Pittsburgh fans, okay? Like, he'll be fine. He's averaged, he's literally, his his grade is just a hair above average for the season. So I do feel like he's going to figure it out. I also feel like he's still in process. And again, this is one of the things that happened. Not every uh, offensive lineman can walk right into the NFL and play at a high level, especially not with the way that teams are scheming against those guys right now. And again, it's not like he's getting a ton of help. When you look at that, no, because he's still playing better than Dan Moore on the other side, so I mean, that's he's not, scary, yeah. That's that's where that team is at right now. So, that's one of the reasons why we keep mocking offensive line help to this Pittsburgh Steelers team. Jumping over to the other team in the north to wrap that up, Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore is another team where it's a mixed bag when it comes to the young guys. Rafa Owa has been very solid. Uh, the last couple of weeks, he hasn't turned the pressure into sacks yet, but he still picked up 10 pressures in two games, which is the kind of development you want to see out of younger guys. Uh, and when you look at the rest of the team, I mean, obviously Kyle Hamilton's been good. He's had a rough run last couple of games. Uh, so I'm trying not to to dump on him too much for that. I'm. It's one of those things where you're going to have a small sample size, and he's it, it, he's been slightly above average instead of really good, which has kind of been what he's been the last few weeks. And here's the the heartbreaking thing to talk about. You know had a really couple of good couple games in there for Baltimore, JP. Who's that? Keaton Mitchell.
1: You know who just tore his ACL? Yeah, yeah, who just
0: tore his ACL. It's like a shame because it Guess really who's did seem Guess on my like...
1: fantasy team because my RB2 was, remember, I was going hero RB mm-hmm. strategy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been scrambling for number two, and I thought yeah. Keith Mitchell might give me a little bit of spark. But, yep, that fizzled One. out real quick.
0: <laughs> That's what Baltimore thought, and then Keaton Mitchell. Baltimore, should have realized, if you're running back and you get drafted exactly. by Baltimore,
1: I give you the green light to pull the John Elway, Eli Manning shenanigans on
0: draft day. Don't go. Don't play. Right. Sit out. Yeah. Or or get get knee braces. Just play with knee braces, man. I realize it might sap some of your athleticism, but it won't cost you a season. I don't know. It's so crazy that every running. I don't know. Maybe it's the turf, but I guess the wide receivers don't get hurt. I don't understand why. Baltimore running backs just seem like they no. tear ACLs Mm-mm. or different tendons or Achilles, whatever. It's like if I've it's a tendon positions. in your leg. Exactly. Well, oh,
1: sorry. I'm playing wide receiver now.
0: Exactly. I mean, it's just so crazy, and that's the shame. But, again, Keaton Mitchell had a great run. Uh, he does look like he can be a piece of their backfield. The hope is that he's going to be because he's a young guy, he can come back and be ready to go start ish of the regular season next year. But he's such a dynamic little spark plug for those guys. I would love to see him come back at full strength and uh, and help him out. Let's jump to the south. Let's go south. You know what? This is going to be more of a general discussion with this
1: guy, and I just I have to because I I mean, there's you know, I'd love to talk about my guy Spears, but
0: <laughs>
1: I have to talk about Will Levis here and have a general discussion. Um, okay my question my question is this he came in shredded Atlanta I was about ready to nickname him the shredder four yeah. touchdowns no turnovers that's an incredible start you know what he's done in the right. last like seven games or whatever it is he's Not matched his touchdowns like. four touchdowns <laughs> in the mm-hmm. last seven games he has a collective four passing touchdowns i don't know if he got one on the run i think he did mm-hmm. in the last one i remember watching it but um, yeah, four touchdowns in the last seven versus four in the first one. But he's also thrown four picks, so he's gone sure. four and four versus in the in the last seven versus four and zero in his first game.
0: Right. Yeah. Basically, so, he he showed everybody you know what a rookie quarterback looks like. I mean, he had yeah, again but, that transcendent game. Well, it was also against an Atlanta defense that's a bit suspect, but still.
1: But have you have you? had the opportunity or have you tuned in or stayed on your teams more? But I mean, have you watched yeah, I haven't watched him a lot play of it, with those no. dude? He, I feel like there's something there. Like I don't mind the way he plays. I wish the completion percentage was a little more consistent. Cause I mean, it's all over sure. the darn place. Some games it, it looks is. like, yeah, he didn't throw a touchdown or a pick, but Hey, he's completing a lot of passes. And then the next game, it's like, dude, you can't complete a thing. And I know he's got Mm -hmm. no help there because they traded A.J. Brown. Yes, I'm going to say that every time for at least two
0: years.
1: (laughs) Um, I I, I don't know. I guess the the general discussion portion is with a deep quarterback class, like you said, we even think there's like six. Is there any temptation Mm -hmm. for Tennessee to go grab someone?
0: I don't think so. I think they feel good about Levis, especially with the comeback when they head against Miami. Uh, That's the kind of game that they expect to see out of him more. In the future and again the completion percentage i agree with you needs to be more consistent he obviously needs to be more consistent with his decision making but at the same time this was never the plan to have Will Levis play half of your season. The hope was that you could get through the whole year with Ryan Tannehill and uh, run one more time at crack at the at the division title, and then he's out the door. And then you got Will Levis, who's had a year to sit uh, before jumping in. And I think anytime you come in and light things up the way he did the first game, people are like, oh, my gosh, well, this is just going to change everything. And look, he's done exactly what you expect a rookie quarterback to do since then, in the sense that he's been up and down. Now, the good thing we can say for him is he's still – even on passing touchdowns and picks, which is about what you expect. out of Rick. I mean, people forget Peyton Manning sometimes. They forget that he had like an astronomical touchdown interception ratio his for his first year back when you could still get away with that. Uh, so that's the thing. I'm not concerned about Will Levis right now. I'm pleasantly surprised with him so far this season.
1: That's kind of how I feel. I mean, statistically, outside of the first game, it doesn't back it up. But when I watch it, it's like, man, they, this could be their guy.
0: Yep. There you go. Uh, and again, a team that's uh, hoping that they have their guy who's been on the bench most of the years, uh, Anthony Richardson with Indianapolis. So we're not going to focus on him. Obviously, he hasn't been playing the last few weeks. But uh, when you look at the guys in the last couple of seasons that have been like, again, so I'm looking at the last three years, right? Uh, and this might have to do with the fact that he went against Brojo and taught him a few things. But Pay. Has had a very good last couple weeks for him. I mean, dudes, been great out to eighty-seven-one in the last three weeks, and it's been because he's gotten pressure, because he's gotten a few sacks in there, and he's just he's played well. And he's and as part of that, uh, Deo Adigbengo has been on the other side of the line helping out as well. And so both of those guys have been playing well for them, which is encouraging for a team uh, that's needed to restock, if you will, at the pass rushing uh, end of things. And it's also been helpful because, let's be honest, Jalen Jones, Juju Brents uh, have been playing some corner for them. Daryl Baker as well. Uh, Young guys playing corner and young guys, at least the last few weeks, kind of struggling playing corner so that's an area that i'll be curious to see how they they change uh, the narrative so to speak but a a player and i'm not sure how familiar you are with this guy because uh, when you look at uh, players and when they've been drafted and how much they've been playing nick cross got drafted in the third round by uh, the colts last year and in two seasons he's played 228 snaps but his last three games when he's actually been not starting but playing a decent number of snaps like right around 30 each game. He has been significantly above average every game. Uh, and so this is curious to see if he's going to if he's taken a hold of this opportunity and going to run with it, but Nick Cross is the guy that I'm curious to see how he finishes out his season because if he finishes as strongly as he's been doing the last couple of games, they got themselves a safety that can that can sit there for a few seasons for him.
1: I think they're probably hoping that they got that. I, you know, we were <laughs> You know, Nick Cross wasn't a guy we were high on or low on. He was kind of there. It was a fair pick. Right. So I don't know. I kinda of like that. You know what's a tough team to talk about here for rookies, Dan? Yeah. The old Jaguars. Seriously. It's something man, we like, haven't been
0: able to say for a while.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean Antonio Johnson and Yasir Abdullah mm-hmm. and Tyler Lace, these guys have barely touched the field. Right. Um uh, Elijah Cooks. Have. Barely touched the – yeah, it's it's a good problem to have. Basically, the only ones that have had – or the, basically the only guy who's had consistent playing times, Anton Harrison. I don't want to talk about him. He's been terrible. <laughs> yeah, he's been rough. Um, so – and he was a guy I was high on, so there's one where you could poke fun of myself. Maybe I will talk about I love the athleticism with that guy. I did not think mm-hmm. that he would struggle – at right tackle like this, and I'm starting to wonder. I mean, they can see how it goes next year with him, but if he continues like that, you might find yourself having a super athletic guard. You might be kicking inside, but even then, I don't know. Because you got Scherf in there. I know he's not getting any younger, but um, I guess what I was planning on talking about, I just did two mini-takes because he kind of got one on Harrison, whether it was planned or not there. Um, Parker Washington basically has not touched the field until like the last few weeks, and... He's been doing okay. I mean, he's I think he's got like almost twenty targets and like twelve receptions and a hundred yards and a couple tutties in the past three games or so. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: um maybe uh, I, I I don't know. There's not a, not a lot to work on, but I mean, for for a five ten maybe two hundred ish sixth round pick, we'll see. Three games is not mm-hmm. a great sample size to figure out if he did anything. I mean. I don't know, Dan. There's not a lot to sure. talk about here. It's not me bashing on the Jags. It's just the fact they've had so many good young players for so long, it's hard for these guys to crack the field. I mean, right. the biggest takes is the one that they really needed to work was Anton, and he struggled. Right.
0: Well, I'm going to nudge back real quick while we're talking about that, too. I just pulled up numbers because, you know me, I like to bounce around and, and you know, analytic the crap out of this because, you know, I'm all 5'9", 170 pounds. So uh, it just you know, makes you feel better when I can talk numbers at least. I looked at the tackles and the guards and says basically offensive linemen drafted in this year that have played at least 20% of the snaps so far. So that puts you at about 200 some odd snaps. If you played at least those, that's what we're looking at. DeWan Jones is the highest rated guy overall at a 64. So just a little bit above average. So this has been... A very rough year for rookies on the offensive line across the board. Because Anton Harrison, as bad as he's been playing, is still the twelfth rated offensive lineman that's a rookie this year out of I don't know, fifty some you know, twenty-three guys. He's still middle of the range when it comes to guys this year because everybody seems like they're struggling this season to transition. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe that makes them feel a little better. I, I have no idea, but
0: <laughs> well it's, I can tell it's you tough. I'm still uh, right on uh, spot on with uh, Houston on where they need to focus because the only defensive lineman that's played enough snaps to qualify for the last three games uh, has been Kurt Hinch and he has not played well and so they need interior defensive line help but the good news is for them uh, it, it's it's okay because Anderson is still playing well so you, know, you got that going for you which is nice. And uh, when you look at the rest of the team, uh, Derek Stingley, continuing to play well. So he's a guy that we were curious about because of the tape and how little we had uh, off of his one great season at LSU and his one okay season after the injury. Uh, It seems like he's doing just fine, which is obviously encouraging for them. Jalen Petrie's been above average. The interesting thing for Houston has been C.J. Stroud. And, of course, everyone talking about how transcendent the first part of his season was, and he was playing really well. Uh, And then Denver happened where he played kind of below average and didn't have a great game. And then the Jets happened where he got knocked out. Uh, So dealing with the, I believe it's a concussion issue right now, and so he's probably not starting this week uh, still been a very good season for uh cj stroud but the curious thing that i'm wondering about going forward one is he going to be able to be healthy to finish the game or are they just going to shut him down who knows what the plan is there for him but our team's going to start figuring him out at all that's really the question there with a quarterback that's played well so far but now the team's getting a second crack at him will they figure him out quick shout out as well to go blue nico collins because he's had 10 catches in his last uh, couple games and he's been playing very well no matter uh, – and, again, obviously working well with C.J. Stroud. We'll see if he can continue to work well uh, with Davis Mills.
1: What a sad forced partnership there.
0: And well, look, it happens. When, when guys yeah. get to the NFL, they, they you know, know, make, know. make their little bets and you know they have their little thing. But Houston's happy they got that connection, even if we think it's a little weird. Let's go out east.
1: All right. Let's get this patriot chatter out of the way. <laughs> so you know it's crazy. You know maybe if everybody had noticed, I've been kind of sticking to this most recent draft for this episode. But
0: sure,
1: I mean obviously sad times with Gonzo, but I've been bashing the yep. picks. And I, geez, if we're even going the past couple drafts, I don't know. I'm assuming everybody had seen the game, but not so great news for Cole Strange getting carted off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, it made me want to stick around the old line and talk about a guy we both kind of liked where he was going. You were a little higher on him than I was, but I'm going to talk about kind of, sort of, your guy, City Sal. So, however you say yeah. his name, the, the Eastern Michigan Eastern Eagle. Michigan. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm curious what your take is, and that's why I wanted to zero in on him because uh, he started the season rough, then set missed <laughs> multiple games, Mm-hmm. And then came back and went on quite a bit of a terror. He was looking pretty good. We talked about him in the past, but right. and we've already covered that. But I noticed the past couple weeks, not so great again. So I, I kind of wanted to punt this and ask you, what What do you think? You, you think he's just going through some rookie growing pains? I mean, he's got, if you look at his like six game stretch, I am looking at PFF mm-hmm. stuff on here right now. One, two, sure. three, four, five, five. Well, you could go six.
0: Yeah, he's got a six Irish games. Game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he, he had himself a terror from like week seven to week 13, where he was sure. great. And that's a pretty good sample size. So. I don't know. You think they still found a diamond in the rough here for like a fourth round pick or what? From I do. I think school? he is
0: still a guy. Well, one, I think he's still a guy who can contribute for them and, and is going to be uh, an option for them, at least on the inside for the next couple seasons. It is interesting that he's, you know, 25 and a half years old at this point as a rookie. So he's definitely an older guy coming in. But you look at the last two weeks, Pittsburgh, Kansas City. Kansas City's got a pretty solid pass rush from the interior. Pittsburgh, as much as they have issues in the offensive line, their defensive line is relatively solid. So he played against two very good teams and had two bad games. I mean, the fact that he somehow – I don't even understand how this is possible – but somehow carded a 5.1 on his pass blocking against Kansas City, like that is – Amazing that that's even a score you can get. So clearly he had himself a tough game mm. in that game. So the question for him going forward is, are these two games just learning experiences for him against tough teams? Or is it a, a downward trend? And I think it's more the, the former. I think it's a learning experience for him. And we'll see how he goes the rest of the year and whether or not he has chances to, to bring that back. Well, he's gonna have to figure bring something back because Cole Strange,
1: I don't think's coming back anytime soon. Did you hear the funny thing about Not Cole likely. Strange?
0: No, So what was that? his
1: his knee injury didn't look good. Okay, right. but like I I saw something afterwards. He was furious that they brought out that cart because he wanted to walk it off. Well, he just he didn't want to leave the field on the cart. I don't know why no, no, no. that bothered him so bad. He's like, I'll walk out of here and like now get on the cart. And he's yeah, just that has gotta be a mental thing. Yeah, he's pissed about it. Funnily. Yeah, and look, I like hey, I, I, okay.
0: I respect anybody who wants to be tough, but there's a point where toughness, and again, sometimes it's the younger guys. Toughness is borderline stupidity at times, dude. I get it. It sucks. You don't want to look weak going off the field, but don't be dumb. Just hop on the cart. It's okay. That being said, Buffalo. Uh, Greg Rousseau has been solid still for them, and again, this is I, I'm not doing quite as much the the rookies as you are, but uh, looking at guys again over the last three seasons or the last few weeks, which has been good for them because when you look at the rest of the defense and who's been showing up, I mean Christian uh, Benford is the only other guy that's had you know solid games so far in the last few few weeks for Buffalo, which they need out of their younger guys because this is a team that expects to make the playoffs and is on the bubble. Very much on the bubble of uh, of playoff uh, period, and it's fun looking at uh, different players. Look, dude, you know who has had the best last three weeks for the Buffalo Bills? It's been James Cook.
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say.
0: Yeah, it's been James Cook. As he has I say been,
1: It's James Cook. It is, and and that's
0: been helpful. it. Yeah, that's been helpful for me. In uh, fantasy, as much as some of the other guys haven't been stepping up for me, Cook uh, was one of the reasons why I won uh, our semifinal last week. So, pretty stoked about that. But another player that we thought was going to be a plug and play starter from day one and just run rough shot over defenses at, at uh, guards, Osiris Torrance. And he has had growing pains as well this year. Mm. He's had another tough he's, he's slightly below average when you look at PFF for the last few weeks. He's still playing all the snaps, he's still in there, he's still doing it, but it's been rough but spencer brown has been kind of a a brighter spot if you will uh, as he's kind of into his third season and improving at uh, at the right tackle spot but he's shown that he's better at run blocking than pass blocking which is a little bit concerning overall when you're talking about a team that throws the ball the way that uh, buffalo does so that's something that they're definitely going to want to to pay attention to but james cook Welcome to the party, man. Loving that Buffalo has finally found themselves a consistent running back that they can lead that team a little bit.
1: All right, I'm going to talk about the fish here. And, well, I can only talk about one player, really, seems so I'm sticking to this year's draft. You know, I'm kind of doing that because I'm trying <laughs> to get some more, you know, current information in my brain here because I'm sure that it won't be too long before we actually do our final, like, conclusion of 2023 mm-hmm. like if you redrafted the first round what it looked like here but right Devin H chain probably gonna be in that first round if you redraft it and this was a guy that you were a little higher I think the whole world was higher on than I was I thought he was just sure. kind of like a one-trick pony maybe if you will just because he had a ton of speed but dude he's I mean he's played really really well I mean mm-hmm. I I don't know. Uh, he contributes in the pass game. He contributes in the run. I know he's missed five games, kind of, right. sort of six because he came back and barely played <laughs> in the one I think. But he's been on fire, Dan. And this is another guy in your fantasy team. So like, when you got him, I know you got to feel excited when he's in there and he's actually playing. But right, I mean, what what a steal for? I mean, yeah, you, you're getting a, the Dolphins move their picks to get Tyreek. I always talk about that, and then right. You know, one of your first picks you've got, third round, 85th overall, Devin A. Chain here, and here we are talking about how they don't have a first or a second round pick, and when we redo the draft, he might be a first round pick. So it's almost like they kind of <laughs> did, and they still got Tyreek Hill. So talk about the fish, just getting winning the lottery all the way around. I mean, I don't know if you want to sure. say anything about him, but he's he's been averaging yeah. like eight-plus yards a carry. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. let's see if it lasts after, like, those first four games. Like, he got hurt. And I'm like, yep, there it is. He's right. done. Well, sure, he got hurt. He came back. But he's still, you know, around eight and a half yards of carry. It's not as high since he came back because right. he had, like, three games where it was, like, 11, 12, 13 yards per carry. Right. But, dude, still at his size and what he can do. I mean, he's. He came back, averaged over four yards of carry, got a couple touchdowns. Next game, he didn't get some touchdowns, but he averaged almost seven yards of carry. This last mm-hmm. one was probably his roughest game of the year. Um, yeah, but, I mean,
0: well, it is Miami still—it feels like Miami still put him on a pitch count. Like I don't think they want to put him fully back. In they it. have just to. Doing Mostert's, well, Mostert's been doing his Blake Corum impersonation and just getting two-yard touchdown runs all season, so and it's been Mostert great for him. Needs to be on a
1: pitch count too because he's, he's inf- not the yeah, healthiest guy ever Marche,
0: yeah he infuriates the way that the dolphins are doing things right now from a fantasy standpoint infuriates me because be like come on man give it to a chain nope most again all right cool good for you raheem but yeah this is super annoying but good for good for him and yeah and good for De- devon a chain i'm very big fan of him and he's one of the guys that i just wanted to work out and i'm really glad that he is so far Uh, You know what hasn't been working out? Most of the young guys for the Jets, at least offensively, defensively. Hey, you know what? Uh, Jermaine Johnson, who's a guy we really liked coming out last year and we hadn't seen a ton of, has had 12 pressures in the last three games. So he's starting to turn the corner and become the player they were hoping he would be. Will McDonald in a much smaller sample size, not. Still figuring things out there. I mean, he's definitely got himself some work ahead of him. Obviously, uh, Michael Carter the Second, Sauce Gardner are the gems of the last few seasons for the Jets. And that's one of the reasons why the defense is as good as it is, is those guys have been playing incredibly solid. Uh, And then when you go to the offensive side of the ball, though, I mean... Obviously, you know, there's nothing to talk about in the quarterback room. Uh, Garrett Wilson has been good. Brees Hall has been good receiving and catching the ball the last few weeks, which is a positive thing for that team to look forward to for next year. And again, that's kind of an area where it's really interesting because you remember when we thought, okay, Dalvin Cook is going to really bolster this uh, this offense. He has Mm -hmm. hardly been heard of. It feels like in the last uh, last half of the season so far, so that's interesting to see that development. Here's the concern that I've got. We talked about if we go back to the offensive line again, your boy Joe Tipman, your favorite center. I hey, realize we, he's playing out of position. We already we've already established that the earlier. offensive
1: linemen are struggling this year. <laughs> it's okay. He's not doing anything different from anyone do you, else. Do he's you fine. think
0: he needs to? Do you think he needs to cut his hair though? Is no. That why? Nope. <laughs> No. All right, let's move out west. We got to move through this.
1: I know We're, we've been we've been stalling. That's okay. I'll make this one quick because I don't want to be a major Debbie Downer. I almost wanted to talk about Aiden O'Connell here or Michael Mayer or something like that. I'm sorry, I couldn't pass up the opportunity, dude. I tried to warn the world about Tyree Wilson.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I get it. He's had three sacks. Whatever. Not very great for the seventh overall selection. Listen, you're picked seven overall when some people are trying to argue you should go at one. Uh, right, but 15 tackles, three sacks, I think he's only missed a game. You've been in there getting decent playing time, and like, what's his PFF grade? 35? Oh, thirty-five. Geez. Can't ha. be good. I just said Fair. thirty-five because it's my favorite number. It's not good. Right. It's got. To, it's under fifty. It's got to be. No, this, I believe like, you. It, tell
0: me how how much lack of green is on his chart. Well, he is a 46.4, and the only thing that's a green – this is over the season. The only thing that's a green for him is his coverage grade. The eight snaps what? he's had in coverage have been just great.
1: <laughs> My
0: goodness. He has three sacks? Okay. <laughs> right. You know,
1: that's not good for the seventh overall pick. It's not good. No. I, his, I, I remember well, looking, I He's exactly who we forget, thought he would be. I forget the exact number, but it's somewhere around ten. He's only caused like ten hurries. Like yeah. he's not they, even great in pressure. Yeah.
0: Eleven. Oh, eleven. Good.
1: Sorry, Eleven Tyree, hurries. You have
0: eleven. Yeah. Eleven hurries there. a hit, three sacks. And this is Take exactly what we thought he would be though, dude. When you think about it, he we thought he'd be athletic and we thought he'd need time to get his head at the NFL level, and that's exactly what's been happening. The Chargers. Oof about a team that needs to figure some stuff out, right? Uh, bright spots for them. Scott Matlock has played well the last few weeks, so that's nice. Uh, Tuli has been a bright spot all season. Did you know Tuli has a brother in the NFL? I, I
1: you know, I, if you... Playing for the Saints. See, I, I kind of want to say no, but now that you say it yeah. out loud and I'm thinking about it, I feel like I only knew it because I feel like they said it in a game I yeah. was watching, and I didn't.
0: So I feel I like I knew now, but I didn't. Yeah, he's definitely a rotational interior defensive Lineman for the Saints, but I feel like I should have known that. So apologies to everybody out there in Thule's family uh, that that those guys have got some fun stuff. Which reminds me as well, uh, I'll I'll have to talk about this in New Orleans a little later on. But there's another brother that I didn't realize was playing in the league. So we'll come to that in a minute. But uh, but again, thule has been good. He's been average the last couple of weeks. Is, is the, the main point. Asante Samuel, everybody knows he's been good. Uh, so no nothing to worry about there. But then when you look at the offensive side of the ball for uh, the the Chargers, it's been It's been not great. Joshua Palmer has been uh, a bright spot filling in in those situations when they've got him. Isaiah Spiller's been okay in the limited snaps that he's had, but there's a reason why this team is in the shape that they're in. The only bright spot right now from their younger crowd, at least the last few weeks, has been Rashawn Slater, who has thankfully enough been healthy this season, shown why he's been uh, the the guy they've wanted at that tackle spot. So good for him, rough for the rest of the team. Curious to see who the next coach is going to be. You know what, Dan? Hmm. It better
1: not be Jim Harbaugh. All right, let's go to Denver. Uh, You know what? I'm going to break the rules, only not break the rules in a way. Okay. But break the rules. Uh, My own rules, I guess. Um, If they're mine, I can break them. You know, it could be (laughs) easy to talk about Marvin Mims and how he's, he's been better than expected. It could be easy to talk about... You know, your guy Skinner or my guy Moss or our guy Sanders who have not been great. But you know right. what? I'm going to talk about a different rookie on the team. Can you guess who I'm going to talk about?
0: Uh, where are we going with this one?
1: Just seeing it. You don't know? You know guess? No. You don't want to guess what rookie? I'm going to talk about Sean. You fire away. <laughs> He's
0: not that a count? rookie. No. Well, he stepped away it's from the first... game. It's his first season there. He's a rookie nice as a Bronx. try. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. No, when Gronkowski came back, did you call him a rookie for Tampa Bay? Yeah. Uh,
1: Not really. Dude, I don't care. I got to talk about Sean Payton. Ridiculous. I have piled on the Broncos for two years now. Uh, I just had hats off to him, man. Russell Wilson is maybe sort of back. He's been on one hell of a tear. I mean, you take out that one atrocious game against the Jets that he had, I bet – I, I don't know where – you know, it's funny. Where Check to see where, where would PFF grade him out with all the quarterbacks this year? How do you pull that report in comparison to Payton all – No, Russell Wilson because, I dude, <laughs> Sean Payton <laughs> clearly turned him around.
0: I mm-hmm. almost
1: want to say Sean Payton should be coach of the year for what he did because Russell Wilson, <laughs> like, looks completely different than last year. Maybe Russ was hurt. I don't know. But he's sure. he's been playing great. He's Old been playing
0: great. PFF for Russell Wilson. Wait, hold on. He's, I bet he's got to be in the top 10. He is 15th.
1: Damn, okay. I figured PFF would love him just because of the name.
0: Well, they're hitting him hard. Like he's got a. He's in the 70s for pass and run, but he's at 35.2 for fumbles.
1: Okay. They're hitting I, him hard, hard on the fumbles. I don't hate that. I don't hate when that at all. rating? you do, your passer, rating?
0: But, you do mm-hmm. passer rating, he's 8th.
1: Oh, okay. That's what I figured. It, that's kind of what I was, I, when I say ratings, yeah, I thought he'd be somewhere in the top ten. I get it, Denver's only 7-7, seven seven, but, I mean,
0: but his completion percentage has
1: got to gotta be up. It's it's up, his completion percentage is up 6%. He's already got eight more touchdowns than he did last year with three less picks. Right. Uh, we'll see where the yardage ends up. I mean, you know, that's yep. it's hard to say. He's probably roughly on the same pace, if you will, but. I don't know. He just looks so much better than last year. And Denver's mm-hmm. a team that's kind of sort of competing in that division, albeit because the Chiefs are struggling and the Chargers are dead and the Raiders suck. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, but sure. um, I don't know. Sean Payton, yeah, he's, nice he's work, back. sir. Yep. yep,
0: he has bounced back. And again, it took him a little while to get rolling, but, but good for them. Kansas City, that team you're just talking about that struggled, man. Part of it's because the younger crowd has not been as productive as I think is, as Kansas City would like. Obviously, in some spots, they don't have hardly anybody to talk about because of the depth they have, but George Karloftis has been improving. He's been above average, which is a step up for him. The linebackers, I mean, between uh, Nick Bolton, Jack Cochran, Leo Chanel, none of them have had good games the last few weeks. It's just it is what it is when you're trying to integrate new players in there. Trent McDuffie has been a little bit above average. He's a guy that we feel like we kind of you know were a little hard on coming into the into the uh, uh, NFL, but he's been very good. Chamari Connor, though, in limited snaps, has been incredibly good at safety. So he's a guy that they can hopefully look forward to having as a big part of this team going forward. But if you got to talk about someone on this team, you got to talk about a young guy. You talk about a player who's been playing well for them. It's Rashi Rice. 24 catches in the last three I weeks. A couple touchdowns.
1: My, I think my computer timed out there. I missed that. What did you say? <sighs> my earbud. Rashi. Something happened. There's no snare in Rashi. my headphones. Oh, I was talking
0: over to you. What was that? Yeah, stop it. All right. Rashi Rice has been having a great run. And hey, look, you loved Good. him. I liked him. I'm just annoyed that I might end up losing this bet now because he's been on a tear lately. And it's like, come on, dude. Killing me, Rashi. Stop playing so well. Hey. Yeah, he's the he's the he is the bright spot right now for this team because there's not a whole lot of other things to point to. Creed Humphrey's kind of been good. Uh, but expected it. Yeah. But as far as young guys go, definitely him. All right, quick for anyone, little beer break. For anyone who can't well everyone,
1: nobody can see except for you. Yeah. My cheeks hurt. I'm smiling so hard. yeah like, I know I so I, hard. I,
0: I'm purposely not looking at your face because of that. But, uh, but yeah, so a little beer break I had a, for us I right had now. a headache
1: prior to this, and it just went away.
0: It, Roger it's amazing how that works. All right. Advil All right. Moving on. All right. <laughs> Moving on. What have you been trying lately, dude?
1: Uh, well, you know what's fun is uh, I think I, I didn't say it on the air. I think I talked to you off air. I, there's a new Shorts beer. Um, I've had a yep. lot of different beers. I'm just going to talk about this one, though. Um, <laughs> it's not, I've had it in the past, it makes me want to look at Untapped to see when I had this thing, because I forget. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was maybe involved in one of their like holiday variety packs. Who knows? But sure. it's, it's... I wish I had one of the cans around here somewhere. Um, <laughs> it's called Chocolate Wheat, I believe. Okay. Um, so I grabbed it. You know what? I'll give this a go. I know I've had it, but I don't remember anything about it. And then I took the first sip, and I suddenly remembered everything about it, because it blows <laughs> yeah. my mind. Dude, I okay. don't, I don't get a ton of chocolate in here. I get, I don't get a ton of wheat. And then you read the can, and it's a porter. Aha! Uh-huh. So I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand the name of this thing. It tastes more mm-hmm. like a nice, sound like oatmeal stout, light like porter. You know what I mean? Porter's a stout. Right. Sir. I mean, one's not really lighter than the other, but I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is is I enjoy the heck out of this thing because I don't get a ton of, of you know, the coffee notes that have kind of been wearing me thin lately, and the chocolate is very subtle. I don't pick it up a ton. I just, I like it. It's got, a, like, a perfect balance. If you're going to put chocolate in something, this is the perfect amount because it doesn't kill me, and mm-hmm. it doesn't come off as fake. In um, Shorts, my favorite brewery it has not done anything great in a while so everything they've been they have fantastic beers they just don't seem to release them anymore they keep going with all these weird things that you'd probably like all these weird sours and seltzers and strange stuff that just nobody wants nobody wants <laughs> that right but I, I don't know i enjoyed it i believe i couldn't get my untapped to pull up i think i gave that thing like a 3.5 or a 3.75 nice. i i enjoyed it a, mm-hmm. very much so it is very misleading by the name, but it is a great
0: beer. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to uh, talk about a quick little group because uh, the bro had his 40th. The other day, so happy birthday, bud! And uh, he decided to have a little thing at Brewery Vivant here in Grand Rapids, which is a really cool spot that used to be an old church. So it's cool when they turn uh, brewery, turn those breweries, and keep the stained glass and all kind of fun stuff. So they do uh, flights like everybody likes to do, and it's very farmhouse style. Like all of their beers are like a French-inspired farmhouse ales. Uh, and then some variation thereof so had the uh, the sati which is a Finnish, you know take on that one that one was a three it was solid as as an ale goes As like a, a farmhouse that sometimes has too much of a yeasty character this one was really easy to drink and very nice had a ginger spice as well which was their kind of amber red lager i, I took it because it was this time of year right ginger and spice and ginger bready type vibe to it definitely fit exactly what you would have expected for that that's one that i had in a flight that i think in a pint would have been too much you know i mean just too much ginger too much spice too much flavor but nice as a taster and then i had to double up on a beer that they do every year it's called the wizard burial ground which is just a fun name for a beer right uh, and it's a belgian quadruple so that is a full-on ale when you look at quadruple it I mean this is, is one
1: rare that's
0: and they do them. And these beers are always in the wine level of alcohol. So this is 12%, 13 14% across the board. The the Wizard Burial Ground of 2023, the scary part is these are easy to sip. As much as you're not going to slam them because they're, there's a lot of flavor going on, they're dangerously easy to sip for a beer that's in the teens when it comes to alcohol. Uh, and uh, the Burial Ground, I gave it a 3.5. But then I had to do one other one that they had on that list. And I, I saw the the notes on it and I had to do it. And also, then I saw the name on it. It made sense. The Old Fashioned Wizard. They took their wizard burial ground and put cherry and orange with it to make kind of the old fashioned vibe. Dude, it was so good. It was just so easy to drink. I saw
1: you checking into all these and I was going to ask you about that one because, you know, me as a bourbon guy, you saw Old Fashioned Mm -hmm. Anything. I'm like, all right, I'm interested. How was it?
0: When I can tell you that even though it's a bourbon barrel aged, you didn't get a ton of the bourbon in there. There's just kind of a hint of it. It definitely was not overpowering with that piece. It was very much orange and cherry and beer and delicious. And I Except think a 375...
1: For the record, there should never be a cherry in an old-fashioned. People quit doing it. Well,
0: look, it's it's an American thing. We accept and we move on. Uh, but they go the, in
1: Manhattans, uh, okay?
0: <laughs> also True. But yeah, so all I can say is that if you ever get the chance, that uh, that old-fashioned wizard, because I don't think they'd fill up a bottle for me to take out of there. That seems like one that's not leaving their place. Very good beer if you ever get the chance to try it. All right, let's jump into the NFC. Rip through some of these uh, young'uns and what they've been up to. Why don't you go uh, west for us, and uh, you want your Niners?
1: Yeah, I'll go ahead and start with the Niners. Um, you know what? We talked about this one before, too. I don't even... Go ahead. Pull up his... You're going to end up doing this one for me. Pull up is Jair Brown, a guy that we both dogged. He's got to be doing well. He might be a first-round pick if we redo this thing, too. Mm -hmm. He's looked a lot better lately to me. Is that true?
0: No, you're right. I mean, he had a little bit of a, of a I guess you can Golly. say, a little bit of a rough game against Arizona this past uh, past round. But otherwise, yeah, his last several games have been solid. And again, this is a guy who wasn't starting until uh, really recently. Mm-hmm. Like, he really technically didn't yeah. start until week 11. Yeah, but he's
1: looking good. I've been watching the Niner games and going, oh, man, that's definitely the one where Dan and I are going
0: to Fred fun at ourselves.
1: But we were yeah. so convinced. Because he looks so stiff and so unathletic mm-hmm. at the combine. And, he's not I like, fast. Oh. and I didn't like his tape. I liked right. nothing about this guy. And it was curious because one of the guys that I seem to be aligned with on you know prospect rankings is Daniel Jeremiah from NFL mm-hmm. Network. I but and he loved this guy. He's like, Daniel, what are you doing, <laughs> man? What are you looking at? Well, sure. He knew what he was looking at. I did not, I guess. Look, I didn't see it. You didn't see it either, though. It blows well, and- my mind.
0: He's. they found a good spot for him playing free safety because free safety is, in my opinion, is more of the the position where... Well, it's forgiving, but it's also mental in the sense that, yes, obviously, if you're athletic, you're going to play well at free safety because you're roaming around, whatever, but you're watching the game develop, and if you have a football brain, which seems like Jair Brown does, you can compensate for not having as much athleticism because if you see where the ball is going and you get the jump on it... Look, if you get a jump the difference between 4-3 and 4-6 is not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? If your brain is there before the other guy, you got something to work with. So it's been good to see him. Uh, And again, hey, look, very, very proud of him for for starting off the way he has. Arizona. (laughs) I mean... Anything is a positive for this team. So the fact that Roy Lopez has been playing above average at the interior D-line spot has got to be good for them. Uh, it does look like they, B.J. Ujolari has finally gotten himself a couple hits. hits. He looks like he's starting to round into form, but he's still a work in progress for for them with that position. Uh, and then you come over to just looking at some of the other guys. Like I love that Starling Thomas is getting reps because he was a guy that we both liked kind of in Detroit with the way that he was kind of starting things out and just never really got a fair shake because of the way that their room was shaping up. And, again, a team like Arizona going to give you those reps and those opportunities. When you talk about young players, and, again, young players that have started out well and are are playing well for a team, dude, Trey McBride has ended Zach Ertz's career, I think, just about. Uh, he's got 18 catches in the last couple games and has been looking very good. So, at the very least, they've got a tight end. <laughs> That's, that's a positive building block for Arizona. <clears throat> I guess. So there's that. Oh, so Arizona. They got
1: a ton of picks coming up. So their team They're will gonna look need different soon. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to go to LA here, Dan. And
0: mm-hmm. this is
1: going to be a quick one because we're not doing great on time. Uh, but I am going to give you a homework assignment with it that you can look up okay. right now. Go ahead and pull up Kobe Turner while I talk about this. But, dude, uh-huh. what I want to say is. Is Sure, I'm sure Steve Avila's probably struggling a little bit because every old lineman has. But, dude, Puka, right. Avila, Turner, Young, all these guys are great. And I've been saying like every episode. But if we redo this first round, dude, Young, Turner, and Puka might all be in the first round. But I'm willing to bet sure. if you've got Kobe Turner up, his
0: whole entire chart is green. Well, not quite. But he Seriously? is a 78 overall but his tackling how many aren't numbers green? they don't like his tackling numbers how the, many games his,
1: or how many weeks was he not green
0: well the funny thing is so his tackling numbers are, are is a 46 so they don't like his tackles cuz he's missed some tackles and pff will ding you hard if you miss tackles the same thing with Byron Young he's missed tackles so they'll, they they dinged him hard too Byron if uh, probably got double
1: is, the stats of Tyree Wilson you just take Tyree's stats and double them that's Byron Young
0: well, look, I mean, yeah, He, he the only thing that he's the only uh, player he's not doing better than is Kobe Turner. <laughs> when you look at how that stuff's playing out. The funny part is the other number that's not in the green for him, JP, is his coverage grade and he's had zero coverage snaps. So, you know,
1: <laughs> but like as far as the overall weekly grade, though, how many like don't do specific things? Just the overall okay. grade.
0: He's had three that aren't green and those three are still above 50. He hasn't had a bad. So week are they like they're like yellow green? Well, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like 52 is his lowest. He has not okay. had a bad week all season.
1: He's good. He's a great pick. He's one of my guys. Mm-hmm. Had a pound table for him. Nice job, LA. My goodness. And we might play them in the first round and beat Stafford on our home field.
0: It's God. it's going to be great. And, again, this rant. is a guy that they got in the third round. So you've got to yeah. be happy about how that It There's a guy that I was drafting every single time in the second. There you go. I knew it. Well, C- Seattle wishes they would have had him because uh, they haven't had anybody uh, young you know, stepping up for them on the D line. Boy Mafe has been doing okay. Uh, he is hopefully a building block for them on the edge, but but is basically you know, where you're at with that. So uh, that being said, the the bright spot so far on this team when it comes to younger guys has been Spoon, uh, Devon with- Devon Witherspoon, Devon Devon, however you want to call him. Uh, this boy has been Solid. I mean, the big question Mm -hmm. we had for him was, can he keep the penalties down? And so far this season, he's kept the penalties down. He's uh, he's still picked up a handful here and there, but he's not getting penalized the way we thought he would in the last three weeks. Zero penalties. So that's positive for him. He hasn't had the greatest last three weeks. Uh, but again, overall, his season has been very good. And he's you know, on the fringe of the conversation. He's not going to win Rookie of the Year. I think there's too many other guys with more counting stats. But he's been on the fringe of that conversation. It's been good for him to see. You know, about the I'm, East? Yeah,
1: I'm going to go ahead and break my rule for the day, Yeah, huh? uh, That's surprising. Because Dallas, you know what? We hated their draft class, and I think we were right about it. Sure. Okay, so there's nothing to talk about unless I just sit here and pile on them about this mm-hmm. year. But I can't do that. I'm going to go back to the previous year, a guy that wasn't really uh, on my radar, if you will, as far as a draft prospect. I don't think he was on either one of our radars, to be honest with you. He ended up going the fifth round. But my goodness, what a year De'Ron Bland is having.
0: Yes. Huh. Ridiculous. I mean,
1: he's basically an offensive curious. player on defense. Is he a, yeah. he got, he's probably got more touchdowns than anybody not named C D Lamb on that team. I'm exaggerating a bit, but it's probably pretty but, close. Close. It might be pretty close. And this and for those of you maybe if you don't know, but he's a defensive back. Okay. Right. And I'm literally cracking jokes that are semi serious that he might be second or third on the team in touchdowns. Yeah. But it's 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 wild. Are you looking it up? I know you're looking it up. I'll just stop the take there.
0: Oh jeez. All right, no, I wasn't looking it up. I was looking at other stuff, but oh, uh, it I is. I saw you were. I saw no. you.
1: Feel like I saw you working. No,
0: and For that's the screening. thing is like when you, when you look at what they've done this year and where he's been, and he's been everywhere they've needed him to be. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's sitting at a ninety right now because his coverage grades a ninety because he's got all of the picks that he's got. He's got. Uh, he's also only given up, like, 50% uh, you know, on the receptions. He's got six pass breakups. The, the eight interceptions, dude. The eight interceptions is the part that, that's absolutely it's, crazy.
1: It is. It is. And the touchdowns. So just a shout-out to Deron Bland. You can go ahead and move on to your squad here, sir.
0: All right, well, next team that's up on the list is Washington. And, uh, dude, I don't know if there's anything we can say about that because that is – it's just there. I I want Ron Rivera to be good. I want things to work out well for this team. He might be gone, dude. It, exactly. It's not happening. So you know you gotta you gotta just roll with it. Um, and it's just not something that is is working out for them. When you when you look at who's stepped up for them, I mean Benjamin Saint Juiced has been all right so far for where this team is at and what they need. Uh, but at the same time, he's about it defensively at least I mean the running backs have been playing okay for them they may have some stuff there with Rodriguez if things work out for him uh with just the limited playing time he's gotten so far uh but dude it's it's just there's so many holes on this team they just traded away all of the the defensive line pretty much it feels like uh and it's just dude it's not it's not happening for them and it really does feel like as much as i'd love for it to be a different thing for them it's just not happening this this team should be in better shape and they're not
1: yeah it's uh, well that's what happens when you trade like arguably your two best defensive players away at the trade deadline so
0: self-inflicted wounds there well and that's the thing too it's not just self-inflicted wounds it's basically they're saying they, they told their coach sorry bye (laughs) <laughs> yep pretty much and then yeah there it is I oh, a quick shout out Sam Cosme has been playing very well for a guy in the first couple seasons so they've got that's a building block and that's about it
1: <laughs> all right Dan since this is your team who would you rather me talk about would you rather me talk about John Michael Schmitz or would you rather me talk about Deontay Banks
0: I'd rather you not talk about this team oh why do you like them why are you not talking about Tommy DeVito
1: See, look how excited he got. Look how excited he Uh, got.
0: You know what people are more excited about is whatever his agent's going to show up dressed as. It was a leprechaun, I think, last week.
1: Oh, geez. Well, I'm not going to talk about Schmitz because, you know, he's just like the rest of the group of offensive linemen who've been struggling despite us liking them. And every, even the offensive linemen we didn't like are struggling, too. It just seems to be the, the take this year. But I'm trying to figure out if we were right or wrong about deontay banks what do you think because the whole answer is yes the whole world was higher on him than we were right i'm i i cheated with him and went and looked at his pff grade it's not great he's got a 50 and there's a lot of red and a lot of orange on here so it tells me he's struggling but i also look at it and see that he's got 50 tackles he's got a couple picks he's a rookie cornerback. It's not the easiest position to play Mm -hmm. um So it almost makes me feel like saying that out loud that PFF might have been pretty hard on his grades. Yeah, he's got 12% of his tackles are missed, but when you're a cornerback who's got 50 tackles, I mean, that's something you and I can both appreciate.
0: Well, what's interesting is his coverage grade uh, is – not great it's below average it's like a you know 47 and going through there i mean he's allowing uh you know an 84 passer rating which is not something that's great you'd prefer that to be better he's had eight penalties this season uh, but again he's also had the six picks of course he had uh two you know in the one game against the the jets but It's it's been a mixed bag and I'm not completely surprised because I think we people were, you know, seduced by a man who's six two six to foot 205 and can run a 435. That's really Mm -hmm. what it was. It was the speed. It was the athleticism, which, again, does not surprise me that he's had some great games, probably against teams that he could he got. I don't want to say lucky, but he was able to use the athleticism, and the athleticism worked out for him. And he's had some rough games, probably against teams that found ways to to bait him a little differently or move him around and make him over pursue, over play, whatever. Uh, in the games where he's had you know, like the highest amount of of targeted like target shares those have not been great games against vegas he had uh, 11 targets allowed six catches for 110 yards against the jets it was seven for 100 yards against washington seven for 96 so when they've targeted him he's struggled mm-hmm. when they've when he's been a little bit lighter on the targets he's had decent games so that's the thing i'd be curious he be to going see, in our
1: first round redraft Let's just he will that.
0: not I'll be curious to see how he finishes out the year and whether or not teams continue to try to target him going forward. But he's going to have a whole off season to try to get the head in the game a little better. We'll see what next year brings for him. Philly's got a mixed bag, believe it or not. <laughs> when you look at where this team is at and what they've put together over the last, you know, a uh, few seasons, obviously you're positive. But dude, the last three weeks hasn't been great for Jalen Carter. Hasn't been great for Nolan Smith. Hasn't been, uh, you know, hasn't really been anybody in the linebacker world that's, been lighting anybody up i mean keely ringo hasn't played that well across the board it's been question marks for just about everybody in a philadelphia uniform that's a younger player percy butler uh sorry that's washington just kidding i meant Sidney brown has been playing all right and that's a guy that you really like uh Mm -hmm. so a little shout out for you having uh, some some hope there for your boy uh but dude i mean devonta smith has been about the only bright spot from the younger crowd of players uh and that's it's expected because we already knew he was good but again Landon Dickerson Cam Jurgens like the the linemen they have haven't been picking up slack it's just overall the last few weeks for Philadelphia this is the reason why we don't just look at you know things in a vacuum. Because if you looked at the last three weeks, you'd think Philly was average at best, and they're you know still right there for the number one seed in the in the NFC, depending on whether or not they can turn it around. But this is a team that's having an identity crisis right now to an extent, and that's what we've talked about this season. This is a weird year in in the best way, in the sense that there's no one team that you say this team is definitely going to win the Super Bowl. Just nobody, because even San Francisco had that stumble in the middle of the season. Yes, they turned it on since then. But that's the thing. Like This is going to be a fun playoff season. And not I just think it will be, too. I think, I think San
1: Fran's still got to be the favorite. But, yeah, I agree with you. At the moment.
0: See what the next three weeks bring.
1: We'll see. <laughs> There's all been right. so
0: many games this season where we thought this is the team that's going to blow somebody out, and they end up losing. So I'm going to go down to the Bay. Yep.
1: Here's the thing with the Bay. I, I'm going to break my own rules for the second time. I'm not going to talk about this current year. I mean, yeah, Palmer's been all right. Yeah, yeah, my guy's flash. Cancy's been not bad, but he's not what we thought he was. Cody Mox definitely struggled. So I'm going to go back a year here because I want to talk about some fire-up chips. And I want to say that I was right and wrong in one fell swoop about one player, if that's possible. <laughs> so let me take my build my case uh-huh. here. So here's the thing. We both liked him. We both thought we might be a little bit biased, but we both liked Luke Gadecki. Sure. Okay. But... Here's the thing. So we were right about that. Here's where I was wrong. I never, ever thought this guy was really going to be a tackle. Sure. I thought he was going to be a really great guard all day long. He is playing right tackle for him, and he's playing well, man. He's playing well. I, under, mm-hmm. I understand it. he had a couple rougher games there for a minute. but he, he, Aside from the penalties, it's the only yeah, thing he needs to clean up. Got, I, I, like you I say, with the O-linemen, I usually go look at PFF. We talked about people, you know, these younger O-linemen being in the 50s, and that seems to be where it's at. Dude's at almost 71.
0: Right. So, but the guy yeah, I thought was going to be thing... a guard
1: is playing a tackle. Mm-hmm. Full props.
0: Well, I give him full props, too, because he's been consistent. His numbers are very even between pass rusher, or pass blocking, and run blocking, which is not something you see a ton with a lot of tackles these days. All right, so Atlanta, um, weird. Weird mixed bag for Atlanta, which makes sense for a team that's 7-8. Dude, we are a couple of bounces away this week from three teams being tied at 7-8 and eight in that division, depending on how things go, which is just going to set up for a, a hilarious finish for the South, which we knew was going to be kind of a dumpster fire. Uh, the only thing that surprised me is that there's at least three teams that are within sniff of uh, 500 right now. Uh, but that being said, Saquon Graham has had a decent you know, last few weeks, so that's a positive development for them. Zach Harrison is a player that is slowly starting to put it together. Again, only like 69 snaps over the last three weeks. He's still trying to get his footing, but he's at least grabbed a sack and he's starting to show a little bit of promise there, which is encouraging. Um, and then when you look at the the rest of the team, Clark Phillips, dude, I know we I like that little dude. He's still adjusting to the NFL. Let's just let's just call it what it is. Uh, Demarco Helms though has been playing all right. So again, there's there's it's one of those things where Atlanta has I'm not going to say quietly, but they've had a few guys do some things for them that have been positive. Uh, but otherwise, it's it's the usual suspects. Their offense, I mean, it's Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Bijan Robinson are the three guys they're going to build this team around. And I really think that there's still you know a little bit of uh, truth to if they had a competent quarterback, no offense to Desmond Ritter, we both uh, liked him and thought maybe something could happen for him. Not that we were high on him necessarily, we all thought something could happen with him, and it's just not. They are a quarterback away from taking over that division, it really feels like. The only other thing that they need to figure out is what in the world is going on with Matthew, Matthew Bergeron, because he's another rookie uh, lineman who is struggling, and thought even the move into guard would be better for him, and it's just hasn't panned out yet. Again, he's still learning, he's still young, but This is going to be a quick take for Carolina, man. I'm going to go
1: through a gauntlet here real fast. I'm surprised you have anything to say. Go ahead. Well, I don't, so I'm going to say a lot, (laughs) if that makes sense. Bryce Young, not looking good. Mingo, Mm -hmm. not looking good. DJ Johnson, mm mm-mm. Chandler Zavala, (laughs) I don't know. He struggled, now he's not on the field, and it is what it is. Jamie Robinson, mm mm-mm. Go back to previous year, Ike McQuanu, definitely not sixth overall pick, not what we thought he was going to be. Max Carell, nope. Smith, nope. Barno, nope. Mays, nope. Barnes, nope. Go back to the 2021 draft. Horn, nope. Marshall, nope. Christensen, Tremble, <laughs> Hubbard, <laughs> Nixon, Taylor, Brown, Smith, <sighs> Fletcher, Hoskins. What –
0: I only is have there one a, question for you.
1: Is there something that you can hang your hat on if you're anybody who's involved in scouting or drafting for this team over the past three years? What are you hanging can, your
0: hat on? They're blaming the coaches? Uh-huh. That's the only thing I can do. That's what I was going to ask. Is like, Do you think it has anything to do with the coaching, or is it just bad drafting? Bingo. Because I don't think Frank Reich is as bad of a coach as they were making him out to be this season. Maybe he didn't have the right plan in place for uh, Bryce Young, but I honestly think they don't have the right personnel. Outside of your boy Zavala, who you know got hurt, it's just oof. Just oof. It's a pile of... Yeah, oof. let's Ugh. move on. Yeah. Well, New Orleans has got uh, some weird notes. Uh, Brian Breezy, my boy, is finally getting almost average, and that's the compliment that I have for him. Brian, pick it up, dude. Uh, it, he looks like he's a little bit soft right now too, man. I don't know what's going on with that boy. Uh, but he's still figuring things out. But here's the note that I uh, alluded to earlier. You know, who else has a sibling who's playing well right now in the, in the NFL, uh, or rather is a sibling that we don't talk about much. Uh, nephew Sewell, another man, member of the Sewell family. He's mm-hmm. had a good run the last couple of weeks. So it's good to see that, uh, and then otherwise, when you're looking at this team, dude, uh, the the one other bright spot, your boy At Perry had himself a nice game. That's my this, guy. Uh, this past week, and he's starting to turn the corner and starting to get to be a better uh, better rookie. So good news for them there, and that pretty much wraps it up for New Orleans because they are very average, and it shows.
1: All right, well, let's go to the North, sir, the greatest division. Wrap us, in us up. Of the
0: league. There you go. Well, you know what?
1: Well, I I had a completely different direction. We've gone on way too long on the show, but I had a different direction <laughs> to go. But you know what? Uh, it was it's it's this is going to be fun and add to the drama, if you will. You Ooh. talked about how uh, you were just dis- you're frustrated with how Raji Rice is probably going to win the bet, and for me, right? You know, but dude, you, just this past week, your guy Addison got six grabs for 111 yards and two tutties? Come on, you're still in this thing very very much so. <laughs> So I'm going to give a shout hilarious. out to Addison. A to keep throwing fire or gasoline on a fire for our bet here, and the fact that uh, well he had he had a hell of a game. So and I was kind of I was wrong about Addison in a way. I thought he'd be okay. I didn't think he'd be as good as he is. So
0: he stepped up admirably given where he was at. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's neck and neck right now because Rashi is ahead of him on catches. So you know mm-hmm. it's a. Uh, a little rough for me right now. But uh, but Addison's an,
1: got a little bit more yards, not a ton, but right. I think he's got one or two more touchdowns, too.
0: We may just end up buying each other a bottle. We'll see what happens. But uh it's dude, Chicago. Um uh I mean um it's they fleeced they,
1: the Panthers.
0: Just they say fleeced that. The, I mean, look, that is the highlight right now of the season uh for the Chicago Bears. And Tyreek Stevenson's been playing okay. We've been Good for them to see that Uh, he's still he's certainly not a lockdown corner, but he's at least trending in the right direction for them. Jaquan Brisker has been all right. But dude, when you look at this team and all of the things they need to figure out going forward, uh, they do not have many building blocks. And let's just let's just put it. And I guess the nicest way I can put it is that they don't have a ton of building blocks. I mean, even uh, a guy like uh, like Darnell Wright, Braxton jones their 2 tackles that you seem to, th- to think could be good pieces—are both just a little bit below average or right around average right now. So, it's it's. Oof. Remember the dreams that Bears fans, including our buddy Skyler, had of the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Whoops! I mean, they're the still five and that nine. Was not happening. <laughs> no, they're still five and nine, which is better than last year, but it's just whoops. That's about all I got to say for the Bears. It's a big old pile of whoops. Well, for the Packers,
1: I'm going to poke some fun at myself here, double fun. Uh, Dude, Jaden Reed, um, I remember chuckling a little bit when they took him in the second round because I wasn't high on Jaden Reed, definitely wasn't high on him anywhere near the second round. Wasn't a biased thing because he's a Sparty. Boy, he's he's played pretty darn well, and I just want to go ahead and say this. We're talking about how we were impressed with Addison and – Raji Rice and their rookie statistics, if you look at Jaden Reed, he's not too far off with 54 grabs, just barely under 600 yards and six touchdowns. So he's been doing similar things as those two. It
0: it does crack me up that they have young wide receivers that are playing well now that Aaron Rodgers is gone. I still refuse to be positive about the Packers, but, yeah, those are all good notes for them. Uh, And then we'll see where it goes from there. Lucas Van Ness has been playing a little better too, so good to see your boy uh, getting some better reps in, even if it's for the wrong team. Let's talk about Detroit. Let's let's wrap it up. Uh, here's one note I will have over the last three weeks. And unfortunately, it's it's like one of those bittersweet moments. Aleem McNeil has had such a good year, and he had one good game before he went down. So the hope is he didn't even be able to come back for the playoff push. But he has been a incredibly uh, positive revelation coming out of the third round for Detroit. So that's been nice to see. See, and what I would say for
1: Detroit, I talked about you know my guy Branch a ton throughout the, mm-hmm. this year, but... And I'm going to talk about the guy that you have mentioned quite a bit. I saw some some tweets and some some buzz around rookie of the year. And, you know, I, we all think it's going to end up being C.J. Stroud no matter what. But sure, I see Jameer Gibbs' name in there as a top three potential rookie of the year. Like, I'm I good quite, with that. How, sure. But, like, how if, to me, C.J. Stroud's going to win it should win it. But if he right. didn't win it, my vote is 100% Sam Laporta.
0: Oh yeah, he no, is agree like with you there.
1: putting up historic numbers for a rookie mm-hmm. tight end. So, like, yeah. think about all the wide receivers we just talked about. He's beating them yep. in numbers.
0: Yeah, he's when, beating when we talking about. He's beating
1: Rice. He's beating Reed. Seventy-one right. grabs, almost eight hundred yards, and nine touchdowns. I mean,
0: that's a solid you know, like season across the board for any tight end. Not to mention a rookie, where tight end is usually a position that takes a lot more to wrap up. Uh, yeah, and then the the last guy I want to give a shout out to right now, Jack Campbell's been playing better the last few weeks. Very nice to see that. So, that uh, that's pretty much wraps us up for all these players, dude. Anything you want to finish off on? You no,
1: know, that's I actually you know it's kind of a fun episode. I like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna advocate for Sam Laporte. Advocate.
0: Advocate. You are an advocate for, for you are advocating for yeah. Sam Laporta. Boom. Ricky of the Year. Love Runner it. Runner up. All right, Rookie well, of the year, happy Christmas probably. Eve, Eve to everybody. You go have fun with your family. I'm going to do the same with mine. And uh, we will catch you guys after Christmas, before New Year's, and talk all kinds of college football next time on Draft Day.